This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Hallelujah. Let the Father shout a big hallelujah. And let our mothers shout glory. God bless you. Please be seated. I'm so glad to be in your midst. And I want to thank our daddy and our mommy in the house uh, for the great work that the Lord is using them to do here. And I salute them. And I thank God for this great opportunity that they have given me, even to be in your midst this glorious day of Father's Sunday. I'm trusting God that today the Father of all fathers will touch all of us and He will move us forward. And it will beautify our lives in the name of Jesus. So please, if you don't mind, let's just rise as we worship him for one or two minutes. I have a father. Almighty father. I have a father. Almighty father. He is king of kings and Lord. is your father indeed sing it with the whole of your heart Father in heaven, we celebrate you. The best thing that has happened to us is that we have you as a father. We honor you this day. We celebrate you. We venerate you. We magnify you for who you are. And Lord, we say be blessed and be magnified forever in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you that you send your word. Father, let our lives be transformed. Let your name alone be glorified. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. And the people of God said, Amen and Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, Happy Father's Sunday. 
You're supposed to say, uh, same to you now. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen and amen. You know, fathers are ordained by God to father his kingdom and authority here on earth. How many of us agree? Yeah, that's the role. That's that's the work of a father. You know, the, the book of Proverbs paints the picture of fathers as lawmakers and mothers as law enforcers when you study the book of Proverbs very closely. So fathers are like the mainstay of the society. Uh, Through them, God propagates his fatherhood because God himself is a father and he's the father of all fathers. So Jesus declares that to us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. He says, our father who is in heaven. So every father takes their role after God, every father. And uh, they deserve to be celebrated. If we celebrate God, we ought to celebrate every father as well. And being a father is not about having your biological children. You know that better than I do. Because being a father is a role rather than a title. It's a function. It's a role rather than a title. If you remember, you will discover that um, Elisha called Elijah father. When you read Second Kings chapter 2, verse 12, it says, my father, my father. And then also you read about kings. Uh, calling Elisha himself their father. One particular example is in Second Kings chapter 13, verse 14, where Josh, the king of Israel, said uh, uh, to Elisha, my father. So my prayer this day is that every man here will be a father indeed in the name of Jesus and, and that brings me to what I have been asked to focus on today, which is the transformed man. The transformed man. What is transformation? Transformation simply means a change, or if you like, a marked change. A change into another form. Or an alteration, as we saw in that um, playlet. Everything about Christian faith has to do with transformation. That's why we have it written in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen, that if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. In other words, he has been a creature before, but now that is in Christ, he has transformed to a new creature. So, the transformed man is a changed man. And that is what God is going to produce out of us, all of us here today. It's a changed man from old to new. In line with God's plan or plans and purpose. 
That's who the transformed man is. Uh, this transformed man is not hypothetical. It's not, we are not talking about uh, an ideal. We are talking about what God can do and what God is doing. What God will make out of us today. You know, wh- why is this subject of the transformed man so important? It is important because only the transformed man can bring the mind of God to bear in this confused world. Only the transformed man. And it won't be an overstatement if I say that God is looking for transformed men who will glorify, who will glorify his name in every sphere of life in our own time, in this in this uh, world of today. He's looking for, 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 for transformed men who will glorify his name in private, in public, in the marketplace. Not only that God is uh, looking for transformed men, even the creation is waiting eagerly uh, to see the manifestation of transformed men. Uh, as we have the word of God in Romans chapter 8, Verse 19, it is the earnest expectation of the creation, uh, eagerly waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. You know, the passage I'm going to look at and which we will examine briefly before we pray is Colossians chapter 3 from verse 12 to 17. Colossians 3, 12 to 17. It's a, it's a scripture about the new man, about the new man. And that's all we are praying to God to make us today, to become new man or new men in the name of Jesus. And uh, this is not exempting women here. Uh, you know, when we talk about the transformed man, though it is man, uh, every woman also should know that you are a man with womb, that's why it is woman, womb woman, a womb man. So we are all in it together today. So I, I encourage you to follow me closely as well. So this scripture is, um, is an appropriate scripture to show us who the transformed, tra- transformed man should be. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read that scripture from um, the New King, King James uh, Transformation. Translation of the Bible. It says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father 
through him. So to be transformed, when you look at those, uh, uh, at the verses that I've just read, you, you will see things that you and I must do that will bring that transformation into place in our lives. And I must say this, that to be transformed is a choice to be made. It's a choice. And if you, if you look at the passage I read, you, you will notice that uh, the, the, the word of God says, put on. That is what is in the opening sentence, put on. So I may decide not to put on. Somebody else may decide to put on. So it's a, char- it's a choice to make. So I'm encouraging us, as the word of God has counseled us, that we will put on everything that we need to put on that will bring that transformation, and God will help us in the name of Jesus. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans 12, 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world. It's a counsel. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In other words, if we conform to this world, we cannot be the transformed man that God is looking for. So, right in our minds today, the strength will come for us to get renewed and be transformed to that man that God is looking for, and that will be a portion in the name of Jesus. So, the counsels in that passage to become transformed man, I have broken those counsels into uh, a few points, maybe about, about 10 of them. The transformed man from that passage is expected to be merciful and kind. To be merciful and kind. You see that clearly, that if you want to become this new man, you need to put on mercy. You need to put on kindness. In other words, beginning from today, God is going to perform a surgical operation in our hearts so that we will no longer be hard-hearted. The transformed man is not hard-hearted. He doesn't close his eyes to the plight of others. And we begin to see that again and again, even among the children of God. We are closing our eyes to the plight of others. That is not what God has called the transformed man to be. Whatever breaks the heart of God should break the heart of the transformed man. Proverbs 21, verse 21, says this. He who follows righteousness and mercy finds life. And a transformed man is a man who is swimming in life. And so if that's the case, that man has to show mercy. I always say this to people because I have seen it again and again that many people who enjoyed mercy who enjoyed favor, who enjoyed grace, when they get to the position 
where they ought to show grace and mercy to others, they don't. And I always say to them, why can't you just be gracious a bit? You see, if you are a transformed man, you will always have that heart that will be kind to people, that will be gracious to people. The transformed man is not judgmental. You know, when we don't put on that uh, uh, clothes of, of mercy and kindness. It is very simple for us to say to somebody who is in trouble that, yeah, that serves him right. That serves her right. You know, we begin to judge that person. And Jesus says in Matthew 7 verse 1, do not judge. Do not judge. So, the transformed man doesn't judge. He identifies the needs of people and finds a way to meet those needs. I pray in the name of our Lord Jesus that every man here today will have watchful eyes. The eyes that will see the needs of people and that will find ways of meeting those needs. Another thing that we find in that uh, passage is that the transformed man is humble and meek. Humble and meek. He shuns pride and arrogance because he knows that God receives the proud but gives grace to the humble. When you see a man who is proud, that man hasn't been transformed. When you see a man who is arrogant, he's yet to receive that touch of transformation from God. Another thing that an arrogant man should understand is that pride repels, but humility attracts. You know, pride repels. So many don't know why people don't flock towards them. They don't know that it's their arrogance and pride that is sending people away. But as I said, as the Almighty God touches all of us today, that transformation will be in place and humility of God will cover us in the name of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10a. Proverbs 13, 10a says, By pride comes nothing but strife. Strife. So, the transformed man runs away, runs away from pride. He loves doing his good works in the background without publicity. I have seen men in the past who uh, did some good works, maybe giving a gift to a community like ours, and if you fail to announce them from the pulpit, you as the pastor, you are in trouble. Because they want everybody to know that they have done something. Such a person is not yet transformed. Because Transformed men, they do many things in secret because they know that their reward is not with any man. The reward comes from the Lord. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 6, in fact, sums it up. Proverbs 26 says, most men, most men, and that's one thing that we need to run away from. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness. He wants the publicity, he wants advertisements. And then, but who can find a faithful man, a transformed man? Because most men, what they want is, is fame. 
they want to be known. They want their good works to be announced. But who can find a faithful man? I pray for you that many of us here from today will be doing underground work that will be lifting the work of the almighty God in secret, never looking for anybody to say thank you. You know, whether at home or in public, a transformed man, and if you allow me, I use the theme, the transformed man allows others to have a say. It is not about himself only. He wants others to have a say. Philippians 2.4, Philippians 2.4 says, Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. And transformed man is meek and doesn't get angry easily. If you still have outbursts of anger, you are not yet transformed. And you need God to touch you today. And he will do so in the name of Jesus. Even when people take the transformed man for granted, he still doesn't get angry. Because he's transformed. And that takes me to point number three. The transformed man doesn't give up easily. That's why that passage says that he suffers long, long suffering. He doesn't give up easily. So if you give up easily as a man, you need God's touch of transformation. Because you're built up by God. Your DNA is not to give up easily. When things are tough, the transformed man remains positive. Because he knows that tough times don't last, but tough people do. You understand that? Proverbs 35, Proverbs 35 says, Weeping me endure for a night. But what comes in the morning? Joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. He believes God cannot lose control of what he has entrusted to him. He believes that. You know, you look at Paul, a transformed man, saying in, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, he says, For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. I'm persuaded. I will remain strong. You know, Job, another transformed man, says in Job, Job 14, 14, Job 14, 14, he says, if a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my heart service, I will wait till my change comes. No, a, a transformed man is strong in his spirit. He doesn't give up. David, another transformed man, says in Psalms 27, 13, and 14. Psalms 27, 13, and 14 says, I will always, I will have, he said, I will have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then he goes on to say, wait on the Lord. He's advising you. He says, I've I've received the touch of transformation. I want you also to receive this touch of transformation. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. And now listen. He says, wait, I say on the Lord. Not on the government. Not on 
mortal man wait on the Lord. You know, the transformed man is ready to suffer lo- for, for long. He doesn't give up easily. Number four, the transformed man gets along with people. That's why you, you read in that passage that he, he bears with people around him. He doesn't isolate himself. He knows that we need each other to succeed or like that song, to survive. We need each other. We need the relationship. You cannot go far without relationship. If there is no relationship, I will not be here today. If you carry the, the best gift that anybody can ever think of in your life and you don't have relationship, that gift is going to die with that person. So, Proverbs, Proverbs 18.1 Proverbs 18.1 says, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. That's what the transformed man does not do. He makes excuses for the actions of others. He gives benefits of the doubt. You know, many people, they jump into conclusion speedily, but not the transformed man. He will make excuses for people. He will give benefits of the doubt. doubt. You, you, when you see Paul, uh, he, he, made, he made a case for the Philippians. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 10, you know, he says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. He was only making a case for them. Because these people could have raised somebody and sent that person to, to, to Paul to go and give him uh, what he needed. But here he was making that case for them. That's what a transformed man or the transformed man should always do. Another thing about him, because uh, that makes him get along with people easily, is that he's friendly. He's friendly. Are you friendly? Proverbs 18.24a. Proverbs, Proverbs 18.24a says, A man who has friends must himself be friendly. You need to be friendly. That's what uh, the attribute of the transformed man is. Another point is that the transformed man forgives. He forgives. He doesn't carry DNA of unforgiveness. Stephen, in Acts chapter 7, despite the horrific experience that he had, he still forgave his killers before he gave up the ghost because he was a transformed man. You can read that in verse 60 of Acts chapter 7, verse 60. No matter the situation or circumstance, the transformed man forgives. It does not matter. You know, there are people who say that their parents offended them and they are not in talking, talking terms. That if you are a Christian man and you are in that position, it means that you are not yet transformed. Some men, 
don't even talk to their wives at home. They are friends in church or on the way to church. But back home, they've started the, 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 the way they, they have been behaving, not forgiving one another. That is not what a transformed man should do. The offender may be your co-worker, your, 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 your neighbor, your parents. It does not matter. The transformed man will never harbor unforgiveness in his heart. Because so many, so many reasons for doing that. Uh, he, he knows that the one who offends you is not the one who is in bondage. So it's you who is angry, who is not forgiving, that is in bondage. You don't have liberty in prayer. You don't have liberty in your health. You don't have liberty in your finances. The moment you harbor that spirit of, un- of unforgiveness. Because Jesus says in Matthew 18, 34, that anyone who has been forgiven by him and he refuses or she refuses to forgive a- another fellow, such will be handed over to tormentors. You will not be handed over to tormentors in Jesus' name. So, another thing about the transformed man is that he is loving. He is loving. He first and foremost loves God. He loves God dearly with all his heart. He doesn't find it difficult to give God worship, to give God his money, to give God his time, his skills. If you find out that you find it difficult giving God your time, your skill, your money, you need transformation. You need that touch. Because the transformed man doesn't find that difficult to do at all. Another thing in the area of love for the transformed man is that he gives his wife, if he's married, and the children his time and affection. He attends to their needs. Many people, many men, or some men, they attend the needs of people outside, not in their own home. So such a person is not yet transformed. The transformed man loves even the unlovable, the abrasives, the uncooperatives, the fault finders. They love all of them. Such people is, uh, is Barnabas. He, he went to Saul, despite all that Saul had done, Saul of Tarsus, he loved him, and he brought him into his destiny. So that's what uh, the, a, a transformed man does. He's loving. Another one, which is number seven, is that a transformed man exudes or exhibits peace of mind. Peace of mind. He's not worried because he trusts in the Lord with all his heart. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. So you trust the Lord with all your heart. You don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, you acknowledge him. And God is going to direct your path. He doesn't do worries at all because Jesus has warned us against worries. Matthew chapter 6, 25 to 34. Matthew 6, 25 to 34. When the apostles were told about the problem brewing in Acts chapter 6 in the first church, because they were transformed men, 
You know, they said the uh, Greek-speaking uh, members of the church, they were not quite happy because they, they believed that people were in fear about the distribution in the camp. And it, that, that was a big problem because it means that the church is about to scatter. But they did not do worry at all. They said that it is, desire, it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. You know, that tells you that they don't, they don't do worries at all. And they gave instruction to people who came to them. Go and do this, go and do that. You know, many a times when we get into this worry mode, we mess up things. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that the hand of transformation of God will touch all of us today. And worry will be far from our lives in the name of our Lord Jesus. Whatever is going to make you worry, commit that thing unto the Lord in prayer. That's what the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let all your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your mind and your heart through Christ Jesus. Another thing about the transformed man is that he has an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. The word thank you is abundant in his mouth. In every situation and circumstance, he says thank you to God. He says thank you to people around him. In everything, according to 1 Thessalonians 5.18, he gives thanks. You know, in Romans chapter 5, verse 3a, Romans 5.3a, Paul says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation. In other words, we give thanks even in tribulations because Paul was a transformed man. So when it is unpleasant, the transformed man will say thank you because he will say to himself, it could have been worse. could have been worse. He says thank you to wife, to his children, if he's married, for making life together pleasant. You know, many of us, we forget that men, to say thank you to our, to, to our wives and our children, we think that it's normal for the home to be peaceful. It, it, home will not be peaceful if the children are not peaceful. Home cannot be peaceful if your wife is not peaceful. So we need to say thank you to them once a while. That for making life pleasant for me, thank you. So let all our men say thank you to, to, to our women now. Thank you for making life pleasant for us. Hallelujah. Then he says thank you for every gift from people. Every gift he receives from people. He says, he says thank you. Because they made themselves hands of God towards him. You know, one can be caught up in that devilish spirit. If you always use materials from Harrods, and I don't have much, I just want to bless you. And I go to Primark to buy some things for you. You know, if you are not a transformed man, you will say to yourself, who does he think I am? I don't wear things from pre-Mac. For God's sake, 
and you are angry. So how can an, an angry person say thank you? So gradually you take that thing, uh, okay, thank you. But the thank you is not from the bottom of your heart. But do you know that even if you don't wear that thing, that, that thing from Prima can be a blessing unto somebody else. So say thank you for everything, no matter how small that thing may be. As a transformed man, please say thank you. Because John three twenty seven, John the Baptist says there that no one receives anything except that which has been given from above. Number nine, the transformed man intentionally makes himself a store, a storehouse of the word of God. A storehouse of the word of God. He doesn't just read the Bible, but makes effort to memorize scriptures. According to Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, he meditates in God's word day and night. Apostle, Apostle Peter in Acts chapter 2, a transformed man on the day of Pentecost, was comparing scriptures with scriptures. Go and read it again. Because he is, he, he is a transformed man. He understands that the word of God, I mean the transformed man, he's, that is in his heart will help him not to sin against God. I don't have time to explain all this. But what I'm saying is that for transformation of God to be real in our lives, we need to make ourselves the storehouse of the word of God. Jesus defeated Satan with the word of God that was in his heart. Not that he was running elder scatter to look for the Bible. Before he said, it is written, it is written, it is written. And that's how he defeated Satan. The word of God can be both defensive and offensive weapon. And we need to store it in our hearts. Number 10, which is the last point, is that the transformed man or a transformed man makes the name of Jesus all important name in his life. He says to himself that the name of Jesus is sufficient. The name of Jesus is sufficient. That's why that passage says that do everything in the name of Jesus. There is no battle that cannot be won in the name of Jesus. And I believe we all agree. That's why Philippians chapter 2 verse 10 says, At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. So, the transformed man has that name on his lips all of the time. And that's why he exercises his power of attorney in Jesus always. When anything happens, he says, in the name of Jesus. He commands that thing to go in the name of Jesus. Because he believes that the name of Jesus is sufficient for every situation, for every circumstance. Jesus himself says to us in John chapter 14, verse 14, If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. I will do it. Let me me close. Let me close with this scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians 3, 18. It says, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, 
are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. If our eyes are veiled, what we need to do to become transformed, we will not see. And that is why I'm encouraging somebody here today that what is that veil? What is that thing that can prevent you from seeing what you need to do to become transformed? That thing has to be taken out of the way. Because the moment your eyes become unveiled, you will begin to see your path to transformation. Your path to transformation. Maybe there are some, some of us here, you have been trying in some areas in your lives. You've tried and tried. You get out of it, out of it and then you discover that you slip into it again. Here, help is present today. God wants that to be accomplished in your life to be total. And I mean his transformation. And we do that for you. And again... The reason why people come to church and then they find it difficult surrendering their lives to Jesus is because of a veil. The moment that veil is removed, you will see the need why you have to say to Jesus, I surrender all. And I want to encourage anyone who may be in a midst today, whether you have struggles in some areas of your life as a man, or maybe you are here in the church, you have not surrendered your life to Jesus. As all of us, we close our eyes now. I want to encourage such people to just slip up their right hand because I want to pray. I want to pray for them. I want to pray for them. Just slip up your hand. You have been finding it difficult in some areas in your life, of your life to really get through this transformation process of the Lord. The Lord is here for you today. Let me see your hand. I want to pray now. Because something is going to... Anybody, anybody lifting their hand? Anybody lift, lifting their hand? I want to pray for you right now. Or you want to surrender your life to Jesus. The Lord is here today. He wants to perfect that which he has proposed for your life. And your life will not remain the same again. Amen. So please rise to your feet because we want to pray. Prayer works. Prayer works. I want you to cry to the Almighty God and say, Father, let every veil covering my eyes be removed now. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit consume it. Please, let's turn it to our prayer. Let every veil that may be covering my eyes, O oh God, Preventing me from attaining that, 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 that transformation that you have prepared for me. Lord, let the fire of the Holy Spirit consume it now in the name of our Lord Jesus. Let it be consumed now. Let it be consumed now. Let it be consumed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Let me ask you a question. Are you praying or you are playing? I want you to pray. This is Pentecostal. This is a house of prayer. Pray with the whole of your heart. Say, Father, Father help, me not to fail in my role. help me not to fail in my 
whether as a father, as a husband, as a wife, in your role as a daughter. Lord, help me. I don't want to fail in my role. Please, help me not to fail in my role. Jehovah God. Lord, let transformation that will help me, oh God, to succeed in my role, oh God, take place in me today in the name of our Lord Jesus. Help me, oh God, not to fail in my role. In Jesus' name we pray. Say, Father, I receive grace to be merciful, to be kind, to be humble, to be meek. In the name of Jesus, I receive grace, oh God. Lord, I want to be humble. Lord, I want to be kind. I want to be, I, I want to be merciful. I want to be meek. Lord, I receive grace. Let that grace come upon my life now. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Let that grace come in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Say, Father, make me strong and tough on the inside. Never let me quit. In the name of Jesus, make me strong and tough on the inside. Lord, as a transformed man, as a transformed woman, Lord, make me strong and tough on the inside. I will not be a quitter in the name of Jesus. Lord, make me strong. Make me strong. In Jesus' name we pray. Say, Father, let any trace of unforgiving spirits in my life be uprooted now in the name of any trace, oh God, of unforgiving spirit, of unforgiveness, oh God, that may be in my life. Let it be gone now. Let it be gone. Uproot it, oh God. Uproot it, King of Glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Say, Father, help me to love everyone and to be thankful at all times. Help me to love everyone, even the unlovable, even my enemies. Lord, help me to love everyone. Help me to be grateful at all times in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Say, Father, let your word be a delight to me and help me, Lord, to trust your word. Help me to trust your word. Let me have delight in your word. Help me to trust your word. Oh God, let me believe the integrity of your word at all times. Lord, please let it be so. Let it be so. In Jesus' name we pray. Say, Father, Lord Jesus, let your name work for me at all times. Let your name work for me at all times. Lord, when I call on you during the day, in the night, anywhere, oh God, please let your name work for me. Let your name work for me. And finally, say, Father, God, the Holy Spirit, the transformer, please transform me to a brand new person. Today, in the name of Jesus, transform me, Lord. Transform me to a new person today. You alone transform. Lord, please transform me to a new person today. Lord, I receive that transformation from you, Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit. I receive that transformation. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you. 
because your hands are mighty upon us for good now, for transformation, and for all you have done, and for hearing our cry, we say thank you. Thank you, Father, because as transformed men and women will be doing exploits for you now. We give you all the praise, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.